0: Welcome to the Lord's house this morning. We are glad that you are here. We want to begin our time of worship by singing Psalm 103, the first selection. The beginning of that psalm says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Sometimes we wonder, well, how is it that we could bless God? What does that mean? Well, it means that in that word, to bless God, it is combining several thoughts. What do we do when we bless God? Well, we come to worship Him. We come to give thanks to Him. We come to honor His name. And when we combine all these thoughts together, from the very depth of our soul we enter into the spirit of true worship. And so, friends, as we begin our day, as we begin our time of worship, let us think very deeply what it means from our hearts that we will bless the Lord, O oh, my soul, and all that is within me. If we're going to bless the Lord aright, it means that we're going to gather all our resources gather all of our thoughts, all our motives, all that we have within us. And, of course, it means full concentration, doesn't it? It doesn't mean that we begin and that our minds drift away to other places. No, Uh, we pray that God would help us as we lift our hearts. Let's stand as we worship. Come to the Lord now, please, in prayer, and just commit our own hearts to Him and commit our time in this hour of worship. Our loving Father, we still our hearts now, Lord, in Your most holy presence, and we do so in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to this solemn time, to this hour of worship, It's time when we set ourselves apart to come into the presence of the Most High and Holy God of heaven and earth. And Father, as we come in Jesus' name, it is upon that ground of His merit and precious shed blood that we come to pray and come to worship this morning. And Lord, we have been thinking and singing about the truth of Psalm 103 and how the heart of David, your servant, was so overwhelmed by the great goodness that he had received from your hand. And Lord, what can we do but echo the same truth? For we have been redeemed, not with silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, so that we will say He has freed us from all our iniquities. All of our sins have been washed away. Lord, how blessed we are as a people. We are are Your children today. We have been brought into, Lord, Your family. What can we say but to acknowledge we will be forever grateful eternally thankful, Father, for not only what we have received in time of the great grace, Father, yet for all eternity we will return thanks from our heart. We today have no words that will properly express the great benefit and blessing we have received. But Lord, we pray today that by the words of our mouth, by the expression and worship of our heart, we will say, bless the Lord. We will come with a true heart. We will come, Lord, with all that is within us. And Father, what that means, taking away and shutting out all the other things of this world, do not let the devil come to steal away the seed planted in our heart, the seed of the Word that will even be planted today, that is being planted right now. Lord, hear our prayer. Close us in into Yourself now. And dear Father, as we pray for blessing upon this day, And upon specifically this service and meeting that we have, we long, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will come to open our minds to the Word of God and that the Spirit of God will bless us with understanding and will bless us, Lord, with the application of that Word to our heart so that we will not be those who allow the Word to go in one ear and out the other, Lord, we don't want to be disbelieving or unbelieving believers. We want, Lord, to mix the Word of God so precious, so valuable. We want to mix it with faith so that we will grow thereby. Let that be the very main part of the recipe, Lord, in our own hearts and lives. Teach us and help us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Christ. Let this day be a day of spiritual growth. Let it be a day where we advance and go farther in fellowship with our God. Lord, hear our prayer. We know, Lord, that there are several that need your gracious touch upon them. We remember Reverend Stephen Hamilton today, and we pray for him in this time of his need remember those in our own fellowship we pray for Joan and Duncan that your hand would be upon them we pray Lord for a blessing upon Mrs. Nichols we're thankful that uh, Glenn McFarland's with us today Lord we pray your very specific hand of blessing would be upon uh, this dear man touch his body we pray and pour out your grace very much upon him. And we know, Lord, there are others. We think of Mrs. Codry today. And, Lord, in the time of her need, bless her. And so many others. We pray again for Serene, for our brother Ron, that your continued grace will be upon them. For Richard Teo. Lord, all of these dear ones, we love them very much in Christ. And as they are burdened, we want, Lord, to be able to share their burden, at least in prayer. So help us to do that and many others that we have not mentioned by name, but those who are shut in, some of our elderly ones can't get out to the Lord's house. Lord, bless them abundantly. So hear our prayer, Lord, not just locally and for our own congregation, but we do remember and pray for our sister churches, for those congregations that do not have full-time pastors. Bless them where they are. Continue to pour out Your Spirit upon them. And again, Lord, we remember the work in Lehigh Valley and Walnut Port, at church of Brother Hamilton. Lord, help them today as they also bear the burden and prayer for their pastor. The Lord, hear us today. Remember the many fronts on this world that are in turmoil. They're upside down because of the issues of war and of insurrection and terrorism and all the other issues that are going on. Lord, we pray for Your church and people that are in those places that they would be strengthened and protected and help them to be a bright witness for the Lord Jesus Christ in our day. Ah, Father, Hear us now, bless us as we continue in our worship. For we pray all these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Let's continue, please, in our praise. I cannot tell why he whom angels worship should set his love upon the sons of men. Let's stand, please, again as we sing. Thank you. Turn with me now in your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8. Luke's Gospel, chapter 8. Uh, We're picking up the reading at verse 26. The Lord has just come from a stormy ride on the Sea of Galilee, and they have arrived in the country of the Gadarenes and are met with that strange character who was possessed of the devil. Reading from Luke 8, verse 26, And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee, And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time, and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, "'What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God most high?' I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for oft times it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters, and he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was there and herd of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered, he allowed them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. When they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. They also which saw it told them by what means he that was possessed of the devils was healed. Then the whole multitude of the country of the Gadarenes round about besought him to depart, from them, for they were taken with great fear. And he went up into the ship and returned back again. Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to thine own house, and show how great things God hath done unto thee! And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. the Lord bless this reading to our hearts this morning. There is a combination of feelings and thoughts that flow from this portion most definitely there was a great sadness as this man who was in the tomb of the gadarenes had been bound for a long time possessed of a legion of devils his state and condition was very very serious he found no relief he was tormented day and night By the possession of the devils, they were having, as the saying goes, a heyday in this man and with his life. He could not be restrained with steel fetters. He was bound, but he could not be bound. He terrorized the whole community around him until Jesus came that day, spoke a word, and the devils had to get out. They fled. Only at the word of Christ, into that herd of swine that were feeding there, the swine ran down and were choked in the sea and drowned. So there was sadness in that story. There was devastation, but there was also great joy and happiness because the man was delivered, and we find that he was seated and clothed, listening to the words of Jesus. I don't know if there ever was a time in that man's life when he ever sat down still for a moment... He was so agitated like a storm that was reeling continually, but he sat down at the feet of Christ. He was a changed man. He was a new man. He was born again of the Spirit of God. Something had happened in his heart, and he was taken from the old nature and ways, how the devil controlled him, and now he was brought into new life in Christ, a new man. Though there was great joy in that man's heart, But there was another sector of people who were very sad about what took place. And that was the people who owned the sheep, or not the sheep, but the swine. What were they doing feeding swine there? Unclean animals in that place? Nonetheless, they saw their investment dried up very, very quickly. And they were overwhelmed by the great loss. But there was more than that in these people, because it was when they went back, and they saw the man who was possessed of the devils. And he was not the same man anymore. He was now seated at the feet of Christ. He was a new man. And they were afraid about that. And the fear that they had led them to the point where they said to Jesus, instead of, "Are oh, we welcome you. We're so glad that you're here. Look what you've done in this man's life. No, they said to him, depart from us. Leave us. Oh, friends, if there is a sad verse of Scripture in the Bible, I don't know that there's a more sad verse. But it's a verse that reflects so much of what goes on in the world today and in the hearts of the people in this world, when they are introduced to Christ and He comes near them and they see the evidence of a changed life, they want Christ to leave them. You know why? Because when the Lord comes in, things have to change. And they didn't want that change. They wanted their life to go on the way it was before. They didn't want somebody coming in and moving the furniture around and turning things upside down no they didn't want that they didn't want christ and so they said to him leave from us and you know what the lord did he left them he went away back into the ship again the boat crossed away to the sea and all that man who had been changed He wanted to come with Christ. But the Lord said, no, this is not my will for you to follow me, to be with me with all my disciples, to go in the other works that I have to do. Not at this point in time, but I have something for you to do. You must go back to your home. You must go back to the people who knew you before, the people who realized what has transpired in your life, you have been so wonderfully changed. You've got a message to share. You've got something to talk about. Have you got something to talk about? Have you got something to share with family members and friends? Maybe an aunt or an uncle or a brother or sister or somebody you haven't talked to for years. But you're different now. And in your heart, Christ has filled you. And therefore, the message is we must go back and share of the great things that God has done for us, of the gratitude that we want to express. And friends, that's what I want to share with you today later on in the service. It's a subject of gratitude expressed. For what the lord has done for us may god bless this reading of his word uh, to our hearts today uh, for jesus sake welcome to our service this morning we're very very glad that you're here and we pray that god's blessing would be upon you and it's good to see uh, glenn in our service today we're very happy that you're here mcfarland we've been praying for you glenn we know that your situation and your health yeah, well it's just been a burden upon our hearts too and we've been praying much for you I'm very glad that you're here today and praying for your family as well i want to also remember reverend stephen hamilton we were asking the lord about him on wednesday night and we learned that his situation that we did not know about has really become exceedingly serious as well that his kidneys have failed and he now must begin dialysis, and uh, it's a serious situation for the Lord's servant. He is ministering a church in Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania. Well, actually, it's a place called Walnut Port. But um, his wife recently passed away, and that was a devastating thing for our brother. So remember him, please, in prayer that he will know much of the direction and help of the Lord in this matter. He's waiting now on a list for a kidney transplant but no uh, they don't know how long that will be but he's in the Lord's hands and he's trusting in the Lord and so do remember him in prayer good to see our brother David McAnally in the service this morning we thank the Lord for his hand upon you do you remember Joan and Duncan McCurcher Joan has been sick for several weeks now uh, very uh, t- cannot get out of bed very serious back problems sciatic problems And uh, Duncan himself has also been wrestling for a long time with ill health. So I know they'd appreciate very much your prayers. So those are the uh, burdens upon our heart. And as the Lord commands us, we must share those burdens with others as we are uh, to care for those in the body of Christ. Please remember our services today, our prayer time at 5.50 before our evening service. And our evening time at 6.30, our worship around the Lord's Word. And please be here after our service tonight. We'll be having a a hymn sing afterward for about 10, 15 minutes or so. So if you're able to remain tonight, I know you'd be encouraged in your own heart. Wednesday evening, our Bible study and prayer time. And do remember that, please, before the Lord and be in attendance at 730 And just for your information, on Tuesday night, there will be a congregational meeting in our Port Hope congregation. Remember our brother James Fraser, he's ministering there this morning. Uh, The communion service they have on the second Lord's Day in Port Hope, usually because some of our elders will go there to be at the place. And Brother Cranston was supposed to minister this morning, but he was not able to do that. So Brother Fraser's gone there to preach the Word and uh, they will have their communion service. But pray for the work in Port Hope that God will show very clearly the next step and the direction that we are uh, to take there. And then next Lord's Day, our Sunday school at 945, and that's been an encouragement. We started our sunshine room uh, last Lord's Day, and we had a good number of little ones in the sunshine room, ra- aging, raging, <laughs> raging. maybe sometimes they are raging, I don't know, but ranging in age from two to five in the sunshine room, and we've been praying the Lord would bring in little ones to build up our Sunday school program, and that's been a blessing, and so let's hold up before the Lord all these ages that God would bless them and the workers that are involved in that ministry. Our evening service, uh, we already mentioned that, next Lord's Day, the regular times. We still have a couple of pens with our motto text on them, and they're on the tables at the back. Uh, We were giving out the pads and magnets. There are some small magnets there for your refrigerator or wherever you want to put them on a filing cabinet. Please take one of those pens if you didn't get one, and we want to use them up and make sure they get out. Also, a couple of Bible reading calendars we still have available, and if you haven't yet got one of those, do so before the service is over today, and uh, make sure you continue on your Bible reading. There also are the offering envelopes that are on the table at the back, and they all have numbers on them. And so if you haven't picked up your specific offering envelope yet, the set of them, you can do that. And if you would like to have a set of envelopes, uh, you can speak to Brother Maher Lewis, our treasurer, and he'll put your name down there. But I know that many people are moving away from the use of envelopes because you have to put a check inside them or cash if you desire to, but others are using e-transfers and other ways of putting in their offering to the Lord's uh, work and so, please, let us know if you do not need those envelopes any further as well. I want to encourage you to uh, be sure you get the email for our online bulletins every week. These are very encouraging. I appreciate the work of our brother uh, Jonathan McAnally in preparing the bulletin every week. It's a lot of work, and uh, we appreciate that ministry. And each week there is a devotional on there as well. And I recommend the one to you today, specifically by, um, it's on the All Things Work Together for Good. And the author's name, Winslow, I think that's what it is. But I read it this morning. It was very encouraging. And I think you'd be encouraged if you read it as well. So please uh, follow up with that and you you can be encouraged in your own heart. Let me challenge you all, as we have begun our new year, to be in attendance at all of our services. It's so good to see you, not just on Sunday morning, but to encourage you, if you can at all, to be here with us on the Lord's Day evening. We have a completely different service. It's not the same sermon that's preached again at night. It's a different message And it's a different opportunity for you to be encouraged and built up in your holy faith. And then don't forget also our prayer meeting on Wednesday. I often say that that is the hub and the main important meeting of the the in-between-the-week as we gather for prayer. And if you want to grow in the Lord, if you want to grow in the things of Christ, then all these meetings are made available for you the prayer meeting and our Bible study classes on the Lord's Day at nine forty-five. We have classes for all ages, from the youngest to the oldest. You be here and drink in the Word of God, and it will be a feeding for your soul. And I'm sure that you will be encouraged by that. Let's sing. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention to you as well. I could hardly miss this as a note I have for myself on the pulpit here. This is a poster. That's advertising our young adult conference that will be taking place in the will of God in the month of August this year. And so there are a couple of posters in the hallway. And if you know young people uh, that would be interested in being a part of this, well, you can uh, let them know about that. And Reverend uh, Higginson, Roger Higginson, is the, will be the guest preacher. He's a minister from Lisburn in Ireland. And we pray that God would use these times to be a real encouragement and a building up of God's people. We're going to sing number 85, now in a song of grateful praise. And let's stand as we worship the Lord. seated, and if that's a truth that you know in your heart that Christ has done all things well, then you will be able to praise Him with all your heart. Turning, please, to Psalm 66. As you're turning up there and finding your place, we want to say sort of a farewell to a young man, Joseph, who is in our congregation today. Joseph has been with us for just about four months now. He is the son of a pastor in South Korea, and that pastor is a very good friend of Song Ki Lee, who is the minister in our congregation there. And uh, Joseph has been here uh, doing some schooling for the last few months, and he's staying with us for a couple of days now until Wednesday he takes his flight back to his home and to his family. It's been a joy to know him and Joseph to have you with us in our church, and so uh, make sure that you greet him today. And tonight, as this will be his last Lord's Day with us, at least for the time being. Who knows? He may come back at a later time in the will of God. Psalm 66. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of His name. Make His praise glorious Say unto God, how terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name, Selah. Come and see the works of God. How terrible in His doings toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the flood on foot. There did we rejoice in Him. He ruleth by His power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves, Selah. O bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of His praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to be moved. For Thou, O God, hath proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou brought us into the net and laid affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but Thou brought us out into a wealthy place. I will go into Thy house with burnt offerings, I will pay Thee my vows, which my lips have uttered and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer unto Thee burnt sacrifices of fatlings with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks with goats, Selah. Come and hear, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what He hath done for my soul. I cried, unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But verily God hath heard me and hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor His mercy from me." May God bless His Word to our hearts I want us to think this morning in the words of verse 16. Come and hear, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what He hath done for my soul. And we're thinking on the subject today of genuine gratitude. Genuine gratitude. Let's ask the Lord to help us today. Father, still our hearts, we pray. May our Lord Jesus be glorified through this time of worship. And I pray, Father, that I would be given the help that I so much need to be able to faithfully communicate the word of truth. Lord, hear my prayer write this Scripture upon every heart today. And Lord, if there are any here or watching online that do not know Jesus as their Savior, bring them today to that place of surrender, that place of salvation, that place of great joy, just as that Demon-possessed man discovered that day when Christ came in and the devils went out. Lord, give us joy and rejoicing over one sinner that repents and trusts in Christ. Build us up, we pray, Lord, in our most holy faith. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. last lord's day morning we began our service with a prayer of rededication of ourselves to this work a rededication of self to the lord that we would be in the right place to be used of him and i hope and pray that these were not just words spoken by any of us. We must not utter such things before the Lord because if it is not the genuine expression of our hearts, then it turns out to be nothing but hypocrisy. We say things before God in prayer, and sometimes we are guilty of that, and our whole heart is not engaged in those things. And so what we say Well, we don't fully mean them. But what does it really mean when we pray that we will be rededicated unto the Lord? Is it not that we desire and we purpose to submit our thinking, our motives, our actions, and our habits, and yes, we hope, our service, to the control of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We say to God when we pray that we will rededicate our lives, we want our thinking, we we want our habits not the old habits. We want them to be gone. But we want to establish those godly habits and that they will be fueled in our life, that we will bury the old stuff and we will say, Lord, take control of my life. That's really the gist of what it means when we say we're rededicating ourselves. We're saying, Lord, I don't want to have control, not my will, but your will be done. That's what it is. Now, this may not be, and I hope it's not, radically different from the pattern of life that you've had over the last year that has gone now into eternity, You have walked with the Lord. I know that many of you are walking close with God. And that too, my heart is a great thanksgiving to God and great joy. I know you are pursuing the Lord with your heart. That's a good thing. But it may be, friends, that we would say to the Lord, I want to go higher up the mountain of fellowship with God. I want my life to be more under the control of the Lord. That's a good prayer to pray. I want myself to be submitted under the Scriptures as I read it, and as I look more deeply into the meaning of the Word of God, and I want it to be applied to my heart. I want it to be applied to my life. I want to hear the words of 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, where it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Yes, the Word of God is very profitable to us. And what does it do for us? It teaches us doctrine. It's profitable for reproving our bad thinking. It's profitable for us that we might be corrected and it's profitable to instruct us in the way of righteous living so that the man of God, the woman of God, may be complete, perfect, thoroughly, thoroughly, completely furnished or equipped unto all good works. And so as we read the Bible, as we make it our daily food spiritually, these are things that are good to pray for because in so doing, we are in essence saying, Lord, I want blessed Holy Spirit to take control of my life because when He does, He makes us more like Christ. He conforms us to His image, and that's the whole point. But if sometimes we have to admit that there has been a coldness of heart that is set in. And there seems to be a distance between you and the Lord. Maybe, friend, you have got to admit that today, and you do it privately in your own heart. Because quite frankly, sometimes it's, it's tough to go on with God. Sometimes it's hard to keep pressing forward. This is not an easy road that we are on. It's hard going at times. And when we talk about maintaining a faithful walk with God, when a preacher says that, maybe you're sitting in the pew and say, yeah, it's all right for him. He can say that. He's a preacher. He's supposed to be doing that. If only you knew how much of a battle that is for everybody, myself included, because if the devil's going to get at anyone in this church, you can be sure his target is upon my back and front and side and head and everywhere. And how I thank God for your faithful praying for me As I endeavor before God to faithfully pray for you, as a congregation of people, as those who are united and serious about the things of God in your life, we want people to come to our fellowship. We encourage visitors to come in, and we want them to see. Not that we're weird, not that we're some sort of super spiritual people that can't have a normal conversation, no, We want them to see that we are very serious about the Lord's things and about His Word because these are serious matters, and we want to follow the Lord in that way. But quite frankly, we know it's tough sometimes to keep going on with God. It's not easy. I don't know if you had a shovel in your hand yesterday or not, but the snow that came down, it was that mushy snow that after the snow came, then the rain came a bit, and it made the snow, it was heavier than steel. It was, it was heavy. And there wasn't that much snow on the, on the driveway, but if you try to shovel it, oh, it's so hard. And you shovel a little bit, and you shovel a little bit more, and you keep pressing on, it's back-breaking. And my, if you're not careful... There might be a trip to the eMERGE because many people suffer from heart issues going out and trying to shovel the heavy snow. But, you know, it's a bit like the Christian life. It seems sometimes it's so hard going. What are you supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? What, give up, put the shovel away and forget about it? And then you find out what happens today when the freezing comes, everything turns rock hard. And if you haven't got the snow off the driveway by then or the sidewalk, it ain't moving because you're not putting it anywhere. It's very tough, Backbreaking work. work. Snowblowers won't even move it. But friends, in the Christian life, we are called to keep going, keep pressing on, pray on. Don't surrender. Don't give up. And I would say to you that one of the most important things for us in our Christian life, when you're finding the going tough and you can't go on and you feel you're ready to quit, begin to praise God in your heart. Begin to give thanks unto Him. Begin to acknowledge again by the foundation you come back to of everything that the Lord has done for you, as you begin to praise Him, often it will start there by a spirit of true worship and praise and thanksgiving for all the practical and all the spiritual blessings you've received from the Lord, and you will find what happens very soon. Your heavy cloud disperses. And the heavy burden over you begins to lighten. And it does not always mean, my friend, that you're going to snap your fingers and your problem or your sickness has gone away. Maybe not. But you will find that the Holy Spirit comes to your heart with power and with great joy and with peace. Look at how Psalm 66 starts. Make a joyful noise unto God all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of His name, and then this phrase, Make His praise glorious. Oh, friends, that is so important, that phrase. It does not say, Make His praise glamorous. It doesn't say, Make His praise gaudy or pompous, or self-gratifying, or self-glorifying, that is not what our praise to God is supposed to be. It's not to entertain us. No, it is to make the praise that we give unto our God glorious, because He is worthy of all that we can give. And when we begin to praise Him, when we begin to acknowledge all that He has done for us, I will tell you something happens. Number one, the devil gets very angry about that. He hates it when you are praising the name of the Lord. He is very happy when a Christian is melancholy. When you are cast down and your eyes are down, the devil's very happy. When there's no thanksgiving, no rejoicing, only complaining, he's very happy. But you start praising God, and you will find the devil is not happy. But God's Spirit lifts our spirit as we turn our attention to our Lord Jesus, and we thank Him for all that He has done for us. So today, I want us to think of the praise that should flow from our hearts because it is a testifying praise, and it is the very substance of this psalm. It's the very heart of what David has brought out here. And I want to think about this as we turn to verse 16. Come and hear, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what He had done for my soul. let this word be written upon your heart this morning. And may God use it and use us as His light and His voice in a time where there is so much going on of people with grave concerns of where this world is going. and The warfare that's exploding, it seems, on every hand. And yet, friend, we as God's people are called to give genuine gratitude unto Him. Notice the first thought then today the Christian's main theme. In verse 16, Come and hear, he says, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what He hath done for my soul. What God has done for my soul. This is the main theme. This is the heartbeat of our Christian life. In Revelation chapter 4 and verse 10, we have recorded there that the four and twenty elders before the throne of Christ in glory, they fell down before Him, and they worshipped Him that liveth forever and ever, and they cast their crowns at His throne, before His throne. There was a spirit and a heart and a willing desire of those in glory before the very throne of Christ that they would take whatever honors they had been given, whatever crowns that they had, they took them off and they put them before God that He would receive all the glory. And there was a spirit of acknowledging and thanking God for everything that He had done for them there will be an ongoing theme of grateful praise that will fill every redeemed heart because we were once vile sinners. And yet the Lord has saved our soul and now we are justified before God. There will never be a sin that can be brought against us for condemnation and judgment. All of our sin has been placed on Christ on the cross of Calvary. And therefore today, if you are a true believer in Christ, know that you have been forgiven. Know that there is no more sin against us again. There is no condemnation. We are to walk in the light each day of that truth. And each day we are being more and more conformed unto His glorious person and image. One day in heaven we'll be free from all sin, but that's not today. And on earth we have much that goes on around us, much to discourage and set us back. But friends, as we praise God and as we lift our hearts And as we realize that we have been forgiven of our sin and we are to live and to walk in a different way, it's a time for us to acknowledge before the Lord, not deception or hypocrisy. I'm not talking about trying to make a pretense before people, not to sort of pull the wool over someone's eyes and let them think that we are, oh, super rejoicing Christians. None of that. We need to be genuine people. We need to be honest and sincere people before the world. And they need to know that we have been changed. When we get to glory, we will then praise our God with completely sinless hearts. But today and now, we must walk through this world and this life And at the end, I think we will all say, I wish I had given him more. And so with that acknowledgement in our mind, let us say to the Lord today and now, Lord, I I will give you more. I want you to take control of my life. I want you to have all that I can give. It will be our song for eternity Ah, but friends, let it be our song in time and on earth. If thanksgiving and praise will be unending and unceasing, let that be in time as we speak of the wonderful works of God. This was the theme of the New Testament apostles, for they who had witnessed the resurrected Christ They had seen and experienced now His power, the Holy Spirit being upon them. And on the day of Pentecost, they communicated the wonderful works of God in languages that they had not learned themselves. And many people gathered at Jerusalem for that day of Pentecost from all nations around that area. They heard the testimony of what Christ had done for them, and they were Amazed at the great miracle that God had done. And when we think about the subject of the wonderful works of God, how can we break that down? What does it mean? Well, we will thank God and worship Him and communicate that thanksgiving, for we have been chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. Ah, believer, think again of the great value and benefit of that truth that God in eternity, before any of us were here, He set His sovereign love upon us. And that love was materialized in us being given to His only begotten Son Yes, God the Father gave His people to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are told in John chapter 6 and verse 37, Jesus speaking, He said, "...all that the Father giveth Me shall come to Me." Every single one that God has given to His only begotten Son will come. And friend, if you're a believer today in Christ Jesus, then you can rejoice that God has given you as a title inheritance to Christ. And on the cross, He suffered and died for your sin that you might have everlasting life. And I wonder today, friend, if you do not know Him, if you're not saved by His grace, then the gospel door is open today and now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So I say to you, come. Repent of your sin and ask Christ to come into your heart. And maybe you're uncertain this morning of whether it's real in your life, whether that actually happened or not. Well, I encourage you to go back to the Scriptures and read again and pray that God will make His Word alive to you so that you will have the assurance that as you have invited Christ in to your life, that you know that you have peace with God and you know that He has come in to save you. What rejoicing we have that God has given to us His Word, His special revelation. Because it is through God's holy Word that He has made Himself known to us. Everything that we need to know to go from earth to heaven, He has showed us in His Word. God has made Himself known to us through the Scripture. And if you want to know more of Christ and more of the Father, then come and study His Word you will find He has made Himself available to you there. Now you might ask, will I know everything about God in His Word? And the answer to that is no, you will not. Because God is infinite and eternal and unchangeable. And even when we get to glory, I do not know then if it will be possible for us to know everything and all there is to know about Him. But whatever God wants us to know, He has made it clear in His Word. And He has given to us exceeding great and precious promises. And His Word is full of promises for His people. His special revelation. We've encouraged you to set out this year to read the Bible again. Or wherever you have been continuing to read. But make it your daily spiritual food. Too often times, isn't it, believer, the Bible is a closed book and it's set aside on the table or the shelf and Monday turns into Saturday and Sunday again and maybe it hasn't even been opened all week. No, that's not the way it is to be with us. We are to take God's special revelation, His message to us, and we are to immerse ourselves in its truth because if we want to know about the incarnate Word. If we want to know about Christ, the living Word, well, we're going to find Him in the Bible. And the Lord, by His grace, led us to the day when we were born again. We received salvation by faith. It was the Spirit's work in us. Salvation, you know, is not by the will of the flesh. It's not by the will of man. It's not by our own ingenuity or discovery because we are by nature blinded in our sin. We have no hope left to ourselves. But in Christ, He has made Himself known to us through the power of the Spirit of God. And when our eyes were open, we laid hold upon Him by faith and we received the gift. This past week, I was going through some of the documents of the library of Brother John Bodner, and we've been sorting out that library. And I came across a little gospel pamphlet or tract by Charles Chiniquy. He was the Roman Catholic priest who was converted to God back in the mid 1800s. He was born actually in Quebec and led a great movement as the Lord saved him and delivered him from the Roman church. But in that little tract, he spoke about the the value of the gift of God. And he spoke about the magnitude of that gift and what God did to open his eyes as a priest who was blinded by the religion of Rome. And yet God brought him out and opened his understanding. And when he he spoke about just receiving that gift, and our friend today, that's what it is to be saved. It's to receive the gift of God. Because when that happens, it means that our sins have been taken away and have been removed, and we have the knowledge today that we are free. And we've been given by the Lord's Spirit a new nature We have now an enlightened mind. We see things as never we saw them before. And when a person is born again by the Spirit of God, it's like coming into a room that is totally dark and you cannot see anything. You can't tell the color of the paint on the wall or the color of the furniture or anything else of the decor. But when the light comes on, everything is new now. And that's what it is, friend, when you come to Christ. And you have gratitude. And we're thinking about Psalm 103. We've already mentioned that this morning. Where the psalmist said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. We are forgetful. But the psalmist says, don't forget His benefits. And when we, as God's people, when we have this as the main theme of our Christian life, it is that we will come and see what God has done for this soul of mine. We will advertise it. It's our main theme. Ah, friends, what has God done for you today? Have you reason to praise Him? Have you reason to give thanks? Oh yes, most definitely we do today. And as we acknowledge the great and everlasting mercy of our God toward us, we are a people truly, truly blessed. Time has gone from us today. We cannot finish this message now. But I pray that the truth of what we have been thinking about and the message of sovereign grace, and the message of the reason why we need to be good advertisements of our Lord, that would all be part of our desire of setting out on this year. We were challenged last Lord's Day about the Lord strengthening us with might in the inner man of God's promise that we will be strong in Him from Psalm 68. Ah, friends. Let us therefore add on to that promise. Let us add on to that. A true desire of this rededication will be seen in how we are good advertisements, good ambassadors for Christ. And pray, believer, that the Lord will make you a witness for Him, a sole winner for Christ. Because in that case, we will be able to magnify His name and be able to rejoice in Him. We're going to sing in closing today Psalm 66. Psalm 66. All lands to God in joyful sounds. Aloft your voices raise. Sing forth the honor of His name. And glorious make his praise. We're going to sing verses 1, 3, 4, and 6. 1, 3, 4, and 6. are lifted this morning with great thanksgiving for all that you have done for us, for all we have received through our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray as we contemplate and think again of the matchless grace of your sovereign love, dear Father, help us, we pray, to be good ambassadors for our Saviour. Help us to be those who speak well. And, O God, we pray that doors of opportunity will open and that we will know the power of the Spirit upon us to be able to share such love, such forgiveness, such grace. Lord, part us now in Your fear, with your rich blessing. And Lord, work deeply in the hearts of any who are unsaved or perhaps don't have assurance of their salvation. Lord, speak on by your power. Hear our prayers now, we ask in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen.